everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And I, Kim, I've heard about you. You're not getting a drink. <laughs> You're cut off on this podcast. <laughs> what the hell is this plain story? <laughs> what is it, Kyle? Christian, why is he telling this story? He describes it as a crazy story. And I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining myself as like a maybe 21 year old woman. Cause did he check their IDs? And then like being in the middle of the night when all like the plane is dark and all the like window shades are closed and some drunk rando who's stumbling back from the bathroom sits beside me and starts chatting me up, asking if he can like, order me a gin and tonic and like how horrified <laughs> I would be. And he looks like but, but 37. Thing, but what's funny, Kev is I don't even, based on his story, I don't even think he asked them if they wanted a drink. He no, just went he and didn't. tried to buy them for them. <laughs> he went, and he's just like, here's a gin and tonic. Like, no dude, no, no. What if, how do you even know what I like to drink? That's maybe the he most irritating it. part. That's that's the worst part of it to me is he didn't He's, even ask them what they wanted to drink. Don't bring me a fucking gin and tonic. That's disgusting. How dare you? Kyle, he's just magnetic. He's just, he's just magnetic, mag, you know, though. He just makes you know, friends everywhere. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but those friends seem to always be young, blonde women, don't Weird. they? So, yeah, in bars while they're drunk and pliable. Yeah. I, I think he says to Cleo four times, let's just get you wasted and maybe you won't be so fucking annoying basically and he's trying to get drunk the whole time too because he's so uncomfortable uh, i mean yeah. he's not trying to make friends with you at the bar kyle that's for sure Th- that's fair um the best part about the plane story to me is that he thought that it's cute yeah yeah i i if i ever got I, i've never been cut off in a bar before but I don't think I'd be going around <laughs> telling people about it if I if I was. <laughs> I'd keep like, that to myself literally forever. I know one person's sister who was cut off on a plane and she was literally so wasted. She tried to make out with a guy next to her. And it is like she's still horrified about it. Absolutely Good. horrified. Good. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Sometimes was like shame is OK. <laughs> yes. This guy has no shame, though. He's bragging about this. Yeah. And his magnetic personality that he scared two young women on a plane to the point where, like, the the air hostess had to be like, get the fuck away from them and back to your seat, sir. And you are cut off and will not be drinking anymore. Also, please go to sleep. Do we have footage of this? Because I'm assuming he filmed this shit. And I would like to see it. <laughs> I mean, no wonder he passed out immediately. He was fucking annihilated or maybe hung over. I have the same note. I'm like, no wonder Cleo didn't get any action. The dude was still drunk when he arrived. And, and then he was like, dick. yeah, he got like, he went through the stages of like sick, hung over. And then did you notice that by the time they went out in the wild the next day, it was already dark. Oh, yeah. He like slept the whole day. Cleo was sitting around hanging out with her cats, I feel like, for eight hours waiting for him to sober up and wake up. Oh, my God. So horrible. Anyway, Christian and Cleo's super cringy this week. And then best part, highlight, was Nicola 
saying, I'm only spending five minutes in the club. And then he's like having the best yeah. time of his life. <laughs> Pass me a stogie. I loved it. This guy is trying so hard to have the Catholic guilt, but he's having the time of his life. And, you know, dancing's not a sin, Kyle. It's not a sin. It's neither are cigarettes because cigarettes literally didn't exist. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's so convenient that you can get fucking wasted. But uh, because, you know, beer existed and wine, but can't smoke cigarettes. What? Why? It's dumb. God gave us plants. God damn it. Uh, I just Amanda and Rosvin, too, have just like disappeared from the agenda for two weeks. (laughs) They're so boring. Like I am calling nothing ever happens with these two. Apparently, they're so boring. The next episode is going to be arguing about period sex, which is oh, just, just awesome. It's great. Great. Can't wait to cover that next week. Um, Ty Ray, smartest quote of the whole episode. <laughs> I just want to find out if my instincts are right. I'll tell you right now, Ty Ray, they are not. Your instincts are never right. Um, Go against them. Very bad. Guys. I know some people are really, really kind and think the best of people. <laughs> and when it comes to Tyree, we have some listeners that are basically saints and trying to tell me that he's not dumb. And I'm sorry, you're just wrong. <laughs> I, I love you guys so much. You guys are like the sweetest humans, but this is maybe the <sighs> stupidest human being we've had on the show. The only other possibility. This is a little bit of a tinfoil, but I was reading another possibility that, and I don't know if this is true, but it's just something that I thought was interesting. The concept, like Tyre may have such deep homophobia that the idea that he was talking to a man, his brain will literally refuse to process that. Mm. And Maybe that's why his behavior and decisions are so bizarre because he's just terrified of this concept. He just can't deal with it. That's deep. I mean, I don't think it's that deep, but I mean, the alternative is that you're watching someone that is so stupid that TLC is essentially exploiting them. Uh, You know what I mean? It feels exploitative. Like, yeah. At this point and like telling his mom, I was like, why do we have to tell mom? Oh, this is like so cringe. He, I, I don't know. I kind of feel more comfortable talking about it as like he's desperately trying to rationalize that he was talking that he was like in love with a man and he just can't can't do it. And so he has to make up other shit. I don't know. That's in a way that's kind yeah. of more comfort. That's like more comforting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it just goes to show though. I mean, you read all the stuff on the news about like romance scams. And I mean, it's a you know billion dollar industry. Um, and it, it does show like he really, really bought into this for years and now is suffering because this is like the one thing he looked he 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 looked forward to every day and it's just 
fucking sad. And it, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe the most wild part about it is how little the scammer actually extracted from him yes. compared to the amount of time that was spent. And, you know, if there's anything about this story that makes me sympathize with him, it's that it's just like, th- this was years and he got a couple hundred bucks. I mean, the guy could have done some fucking DoorDash and made the same amount of money. I don't even care what country it's in, you know? Oh, my God. Like, anything, right? He could have, like, collected aluminum cans and gotten more money Seriously. than he extracted from Tyrant. That's when he's like, I think he's working together with this. I'm like, what would be the incentive? Like, you're right. not understanding how a scammer works. I mean, it's just, it's crazy making to watch and just, quite honestly, really depressing. But um, I still like Statler. I do too. I don't. People are annoyed with her. I don't get it. I mean, I could look. I could see being annoyed with her if she was close to me in my life, because yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to see someone who you care about making horrific decisions <laughs> constantly. So I could see that. But as far as like TV entertainment, like she's cute. She's fun. She makes jokes. Like not all of them land, but who cares? She's fun. It's and you know I I feel like if you really have a chip on your shoulder about Statler, you just hate Joy. <laughs> I just think she's funny and like she's good TV. We want people making bad decisions here, folks. If people are making good decisions, they can go to another reality show that's much more sophisticated. Okay, listen, I'll. I'll take an episode where someone is basically just shitting the entire time. I mean, that's an ent- that's great <laughs> podcast fodder right there. <laughs> she needs to remember, like, ep- hot tip, Statler. Every time you travel, just you need to have diarrhea medicine. Okay, yeah, it's and just just, like just eat potatoes. That's it. Do the yeah. do the uh, do the Polish diet on the plane before the plane. You know, just get that Cipro. You know. All right. You want to start with uh, Statler? Should we hop sure. right into? Okay. Yeah. I figured it out. Statler reminds me of Lizzie Kaplan. I don't know who that like, is. Sorry. The, her mannerisms, her voice, the way she talks, like her eyes. There's something about her that reminds me of Lizzie Kaplan. If you don't know who that is, Google it. She was in like a a bunch of stuff. But um, anyway, she's not like super well known, but... She radiates awkwardness. Dempsey's perfect. Her her insecurities are going nuts because of the missed flight. I mean, I kind of get it. If you're if you're already so anxious and nervous and freaking out. I liked that her cabbie, she's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm going over to Darlington. He's like, Oh, Darlington sucks ass. <laughs> that place is right shit. <laughs> It's kind of cold up there. <laughs> that was great. It is like the dead of winter. And and I just I I enjoy that her main concern has to do with Dempsey potentially hearing her have explosive diarrhea in this hotel room. <laughs> Cuz I feel like that's extremely relatable. That's even before she had the explosive diarrhea, though. When she just arrived, oh, she was, just, she was like, emotionally preparing herself for explosive yeah, diarrhea. She, I feel like she gave herself diarrhea because she like she probably did from it. like yeah. She well, she said that she got a parasite. Did you, did you think that she manifested a parasite, Kim? 
blazed over that. She was like, yeah, they said I have a parasite. So I got, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's a big deal. It's hard to get rid of a parasite. Maybe it has to do with like going into a field and looking for bugs for hours. I don't know. A lot of people had a lot to say about that bug scene. They're like, that's some park that's like well known. It's like small. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. It was producer driven. Like they're like, hey, how can we make her look fucking weird? Okay. (laughs) Let's go here. Let's destroy public property in a park and look for bugs in this log. Oh my God. So funny. But yeah, I loved her like. Oh, here I am in this bathroom releasing gas. I take one step. Now I'm in the bedroom trying to get laid. Oh, I'm not in the mood anymore. I think she's funny. I don't know. It was it was like <laughs> Yeah, it was funny, but when this scene was over, I looked at the time. It's like this was a 7-minute scene of her freaking out about pooping. Are you serious? You mean from the plane, the the cab? Okay. But like kind of like nothing happened at all. But I mean, it was funny. Um, (gasps) But yeah, she has, she gets a parasite from God knows what. Again, like you said, totally glossed over. And that's, yeah, like you said, that's not something that usually goes away with you like an antibiotic it takes it can take a long time right it's like a long process i had a friend that got like a parasite it took her months to get rid of it she had to stop yeah. eating certain stuff and it's not like antibiotic it's like different medicine you have to take and i don't know it's like really gross and actually Man, like pretty i need a like i need horrible. a parasite <laughs> stop I'm so hungry right now <laughs> So, um, she's kind of dramatic. She's like, if this relationship doesn't work out, I don't even know what to do with my whole life. I don't even have a plan B. It's like, just keep doing but whatever you were doing before. Yeah. She strikes me as someone that's never had a plan B, like ever. Yeah. Which, and you're still fine. You, you know, chugging along. Do your I bug mean, thing. and Yeah, whatever. Bang <laughs> um, all the... Ladies you go on dates with. What's the problem? It is, it is kind of wild that her. Like, I wonder if her heart rate being at 125 was because she was really sick and her body was freaking out or she's just that anxious that she's able to manifest a heart rate of 125 from anxiety. Great question. I had the same question. I was like, is she just making herself sick because she's so anxious like is this is this basically a side effect of an anxiety attack you know right my my heart rate right now is 69 beats per minute and 125 for me is like and i'm in terrible shape i'm working on it but 125 for me is like a light jog for a little bit so just the fact that she's able to do that from literally sitting in a cab is like man it's intense yeah. I did appreciate that she she flies into London, I think, and then she takes the train straight to Manchester. Which is great. I love the north of England. Uh I think it has more character and I mean in the winter it's cold and you probably shouldn't go there, but 
I just I think it's cool that we're like not in London, like everybody else. Right. That's right. in London. Like we're in a Yeah, I feel part. like we've we've never seen anything except London. Uh, and well, we saw Western Supermare for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's still in the South, except for Katie of Katie and Alejandro. She was for, I feel like she was from somewhere in New Yorkshire too. Like remember her, her grandma made everything that was beige for Alejandro. Well, I, we can't count 90 day UK. Okay. That's just not, that's just that's not fair. True. Yeah, you're right. It's too diverse. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I feel like we're always in London, like with John Walters and Rachel, they were in London, even though he was from Western Supermare, they filmed in London, Christians in London. Um, yeah, that's, and those are the only two times we've seen the UK on the show. Dempsey, we only get to meet her for one minute, but she seems delightful. You know, she lives on a yeah. farm. It's it's I mean, based on this in the preview, it seems pretty clear that the drama is going to be, first of all, Dempsey doesn't seem to understand Statler's ambitions to just literally fucking move there like right now. <laughs> so that's that's tough. But mm -hmm. Statler's coming in and thinking about what it would be like to live on this fucking farm and freaking out. And Dempsey must must probably doesn't even understand that that's on her radar. So I wonder if they're just going to be like, it's, it seems like they're going to have like really bad communication because they have different goals, right? Yeah, this is going to be dramatic. Dempsey does seem super chill, though. Um. So maybe it won't be a big deal to her, but yeah, I think she's going to be kind of shook. Like, can you imagine somebody <laughs> to come visit you like for what you think is a bang trip? And then they're like, oh, you're my future wife. You'd be like, oh, I'm scared. That'd be a little weird. I yeah, I don't know. The meeting was pretty awkward. Um, very. Yeah. Very awkward. I mean, I could see. I mean, they're both talking about it. In an open and honest way, though, which I guess is good. You know, talking about. I think they're compatible. Yeah. But it's awkward. Checking out her butt. Jesus. <laughs> I love that Dempsey was just told to like walk around the city of Manchester with all of her luggage coming from Thailand until Dempsey was out of the doctor. Like, literally, they didn't send her back to the hotel room. They wanted to film this meeting outside. So they're like, yeah, can you carry your heavy shit all around Manchester for, like, <laughs> a couple of hours until we're ready to film point. you? Yeah. I was well, like, it looks so Statler miserable. Is desperately trying not to shit her pants. <laughs> it was really... It was really funny. I'm I'm curious if this anti-nausea medication is going to wear off or if she got additional medication, but it was just, oh man, this is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we didn't know that Dempsey is 28 and lives on a farm, right? That's new information. So. Yeah. And that's, I mean, Darlington, you know, seems like it's a small town, but the fact that she lives on a whole ass farm is interesting because uh, it seems like Statler fled from that type of lifestyle a long time ago. As we learned, her mom is a mayor of a very, very small town in Texas. So small mm -hmm. town, um, probably not her, her game. 
think small town in England is so different. Small, like England's so small. Even if you're from a small town, you're so close to like big stuff. But I'd like to see how big this farm is. Maybe it's charming. I mean, it doesn't have indoor plumbing, but you know, whatever. Um, and yeah, they just, we see like Statler awkwardly, you want to come back to my hotel and exchange gifts? Like they're going to bang immediately, right? I hope they do. <laughs> just to like get past this awkward stuff. Like it's it's kind of funny to watch the first meeting, but it'll get boring quickly unless they bang it out and start actually seeing if they're into each other, you know? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, leave it to Matt Sharp to even in England, make most of this plot line about toilets <laughs> and, and lack of plumbing on before the 90. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Never gets old. Let's, let's talk Misha and the club. Well, she really wow. likes Israel, but she doesn't like the person that she's with. No, there's no all. way. There's no way she marries this guy, right? No, no, no. Uh, she's got she's got to have the ick by now. She has She's to. Awful. I haven't heard any more yeah. about heavy petting. So I think she was just <laughs> super horned up the first night. And now she's like, no fucking way. No more of that. Did you? I thought it was so weird and funny. She sees a woman in a wedding dress outside <laughs> and feels underdressed as if <laughs> as if like the gravitational pull of this bride is like sucking her in and she has an obligation to look nice, which is the strangest thing. If I walk by a wedding on the beach, I don't feel underdressed because I'm not invited to the wedding. Right? Right? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, Kyle. I laughed so I was I'm like, she's a bride. Like, what <laughs> dude? I'm with Nicola. This is not normal and embarrassing were his exact words. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> but he no, because his reasoning is, oh, I don't want her to change in the car. She, what if somebody sees she's, her? Kim, she's too worldly. <laughs> what does that mean uh of the world i don't is know that, is that does that mean she's like is he trying to say that she's too promiscuous or like slutty or something is that what worldly means i, I took it to, to mean like materialistic but i'm like have you seen her like everything she brought like have you seen misha like she is materialistic like she loves she's yeah 50 pairs of shoes for a seven-day trip like what oh my she and based so on much the, makeup and based on the preview for the next episode with his brother he's still very disturbed about that oh my god get over it nicola she's hot like this guy is such a ding dong like i just they just they want he's 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 a man baby. Like he wants, he wants the hot, beautiful, put together woman, but he doesn't like any of the things that are like required to maintain that. Right. Thank you. Great articulation. How did we get to a space season five, season six? Where are we with before season five, before the 90 days, season six? I don't know. Where Rosvin is the best guy on the season. We have Nicola. <laughs> we have Riley, who's like assaulting 
her, his person with a fucking video chat with his friend while he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> if a video Christian. chat, if a video chat was assault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then we have Christian, like seriously, this is the worst lineup of men. I think in a long time, I mean, I'm here it's for pretty it. Pretty bad undercover, but it's, it's bad. pretty bad. Yeah. And Nicola th- is the, the amount he talks about sin and like, why do you even go to downtown Haifa at night if you don't want to have a beer? 30 minutes. If it's if it's under 30 minutes, it's not a sin. Over 30 minutes is a sin. I never learned that rule growing up, Kyle. I don't know that that's like. Yeah, again, like, I don't think that's in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus and only also, drank wine for 30 minutes. Over 30 yeah, he, minutes, sin. <laughs> his Apple Watch alarm was set for 30 minutes. <laughs> And then he had to get the fuck out of there before people started smoking cigarettes that didn't exist. Um, And also, like, doesn't this entire concept defeat the purpose of Catholicism? Isn't the whole point of being a Catholic is you kind of do whatever the fuck you want and then you feel bad about it and then you confess your sins and then you're good to go? Yeah, you confess to a priest only because only the priest can talk to God. And The the way that he is speaking, he really sounds like... He, I mean, he kind of sounds like a Jehovah's Witness, right? Or he sounds like just a really hardcore, um, just m- like monkish type radical evangelical that w- just will not allow themselves to be tempted by anything. Just, yeah. I don't know. I just, this is not the version of Catholicism I'm used to seeing. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. I mean, I'm used to like you and my wife, <laughs> both like, <laughs> who both like yeah. ran away at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> I wouldn't use maybe myself great, as an example. Maybe it's not a greatest example, but but I mean, even like my dad, like is like he'll go have a drink. He does not restrict himself to thirty minutes, and he's quite devout. So I mean, I don't know. I just this is bananas. I, I mean, love th- that. This Misha- is, like, I, I, I guess like technically, I guess you could like tie it to like sloth or something, but he doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't do that. He makes everything about this weird juvenile. Literally anything will lead to sex. Misha, you can't go to the club. You can't smoke cigarettes. Cause that's what people that fuck do. Yeah. After he like rubbed his dick through his underwear on Ew. her for probably Ew. two hours the other day. Stop. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> Heavy it's petting. Mm. Uh. Misha asked Nicola if he had... <laughs> That's not Catholic. (laughs) She's one cigarette a year on New Year's Eve, and he thinks she's like Satan. It's not right. It's not right. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, like before that, before they even go downtown, though, (laughs) he's like, he's like, so are you feeling better today? And she's like, well, we haven't actually talked about anything so like no (laughs) (laughs) ex 
except she says like she does ask him something about if he has texted his brother because they right. they want to meet you know she wants to meet somebody in his family so I guess it's going to be his brother. It's, you're rushing me. I take stuff slowly. I'm like, yeah, you're like 57. You haven't had sex yet. Like we get but, that, but he was the one that wanted to get married yes. as soon as she stepped off the plane. Yes. Thank you. That's what I have written down. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't you want to marry her like three hours in? And now you're yelling at her for like rushing you. And, and she's makes the ultimatum. She's like, look, I leave here, not engaged. This is over. And we know she's not going to leave there engaged. I mean, how's this guy? There's no way. There's, There's no, no way. way. So I, I mean, after a few God. episodes, I, I do believe that she has some self-respect. I hope that's not pot of shame. <laughs> Misha, don't do it, man. Don't yeah. marry this guy. Don't even do heavy petting with him again. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's bad. There's so many Catholic guys out there that will want to marry you. Like, I don't understand. This is wild. I'm going to try to do a heavy petting sound effect. <laughs> did that, did that over, work? Did that work for you? That with the vacuum. <laughs> did that work for you, Kim? <laughs> I think it needs to be like. <laughs> Needs to be wetter somehow. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Wow, that's the last <laughs> thing that sound effect mix needed. <laughs> uh, dampness, you know. Oh, uh, so I mean, I'm not gonna stay know. for more than a half hour. So, like. <laughs> The sin, the sin is fine as long as you don't ex exceed like the sin time limit. Yes, apparently, and and this yeah. is made up by Nicola himself. He hasn't right, been right, to a right. bar in twenty years. I don't believe that. She's like not even for like a sports game. You live in the world, but you don't have to behave like the world, Misha. Misha. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well. They're going to the nightclub, even though it's not Catholic. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like his his problem with the club, which he's probably never fucking been in, yeah. is he has this perception that it's men and women and they're being promiscuous, which look, I mean, that definitely is a thing, <laughs> but, but, sure. but he's the one that heavy petted with someone he wasn't married to the other day so like what's the i don't know it's so annoying and it feels like very hypocritical and she, he's she's like okay it's just dancing though like do you think dancing is a sin and he totally dodges it yeah. like well that's complicated you know i mean i can be there and not do sin so what's the implication then do you not want to go because you think misha is incapable of not sinning is that what that means then because if Kyle, you, she's a woman, she's a slut. Okay, <laughs> she ate the apple, so yeah. fucking like yeah. And then, and then she's like, she, I think she asked a really important question. Which even if everything was going great, the answer that he gives to this question would be super concerning. 
she says, would you judge my daughters for having boyfriends and going to the club? And he completely dodges that too. He doesn't answer the question. He just says, well, I wouldn't fight with them, which means you're going to be judging them. Do you think that these kids aren't going to be able to pick up on that? Yeah, they're not idiots. And you're very transparent, Nicola. I this, loved the the way they edited this club scene. Oh my god! Though. Five minutes, great. Misha. I won't like it, and I'm not, I'm gonna, not like gonna, gonna like it. Like it. <laughs> 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 having the time of his life. He's drinking it's, beer. He's grinding on Misha. It's so funny. Kim, oh this God. is literally a bit from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. The exact same thing happens. <laughs> One of the characters is like, well, I'll try it, but I guarantee you I'm going to hate this. And then he's like, <laughs> he's 100% all in, smash cut, having the time of the life. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I, it's it's so funny that he's loving it. He They both look kind of like shit-faced. I wonder if he's going to acknowledge that they had a good time and loosen up or much more likely try to shame her and go to confession immediately about this. Oh, I'm sure the latter. There's no way that he like they look like they're genuinely having a good time. Yeah. I was like, they're going to do more heavy petting later if this keeps up. (laughs) But I mean, she's on her second beer, Kyle. What's going to happen? The horror. They drank a whole bottle of wine the first night. We saw it in the morning. Devil slut woman. Well, that's why there was heavy petting. (laughs) This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always super clear. There's just so much uncertainty in life, but we definitely aim to make better choices, hopefully, than the people we're watching on the reality TV shows we cover on this podcast. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, your relationships, or really anything else in your life, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life, so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have time slotted to talk through my stuff, my issues, you know, all the decisions that I'm making in life, I'm better able to just move forward and be excited. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CrayCray. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Let's talk about Riley. Oh, boy. Interesting to see that they have all this U.S. um, equipment from the war. Oh, the War Remembrance Museum. Yeah. 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 That looks repaired and on display for everyone to see. Um, She's pretty pissed off. She's bummed. 
he's he's very up and down. Sometimes he's nice, sometimes he's mean. And she's still pissed about not getting a present for mom, which is a big deal. That was a huge fuck up. Yeah. And and someone pointed out, it is really strange that he got her elastic, like pearls on like a little elastic rubber band. But then he got her, her daughter's designer handbags. Were they real? I have no idea. But now you could have got that shit on eBay. You know what I mean? I mean, he could have got it at duty free. That's true. Yeah. If they're real designer handbags, he definitely spent more on the daughters than he did on her. She's yeah. still wearing that shitty elastic pearl bracelet, too. Which like is in the scene. Nice of her, you know, trying it's nice to. Of she, her. She's trying to be, be yeah. nice to him after calling him ugly and fat, you know? Look, I <laughs> I understand Riley's point. I take his point that he's like, I'm a black guy in Vietnam. There's nobody here that looks like me. So if somebody's calling me fat and ugly, it feels like a racist attack. Like, that's what I took from what he said. And, and that I get does, that, too. Yeah, I, I get I, it. I get yeah. it. Um, but he lost me then when he said, it's especially rude in my country when a woman calls a man fat and ugly. I was like, like what? what? In what, what world, in what world is it worse to call a man fat than a woman? What are you and talking like, about? What the hell are you? And then I was like, all right, dude, I was on your side for like when you said the other <laughs> thing. And now I hate you again. That's what are you talking so about? Bizarre. Like, what the so fuck? I could call you fat and ugly, but you can't call me fat and ugly. It's way worse. What? I just God, so stupid. Sometimes so, he's cute and lovely, and sometimes he's terrible. Really, though, in like the same scene, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Making. I mean, I've never yeah. really seen him that cute. Except in front of her, he, I mean, he tried in front of her family, but it la- again, yeah. it lasts 10 seconds until he starts talking about how sh- shady she is in front of her own daughters. He calls her a liar. Ugh. They, so, they responded to it, too. It was uncomfortable. So they, they accept mean, each tried- other's apologies. It seems like yeah. things could be good. I mean, look, they they did tee up. A possible really nice date, you know, well, could have been good, could have been sexy, mm-hmm. but let's Violet, we gotta fuck it up. <laughs> Violet has the right reaction, though. She's like, I'm so sorry. I really sympathize with you in her ITM. She even says, like, I don't know her exact words, but they were like. She says, like, oh, I feel really bad and I sympathize with him. And she, you know, immediately apologizes and tries to explain her culture. Like, we just we say that she says he feels alienated. And I was like, that's a like she understands what he's saying, like, truly. And we usually don't see people like apologize in this case. So I thought her reaction was was appropriate. But then, yeah, they're like, let's go on the sexy dinner. He's super pumped. She's in a sexy dress. Even Riley looks good. She likes the way, you know, she's like, I like you look good. This and that. Why? Like this, this rooftop looks fucking awesome. 
I want to go there. Food looks good. So let's do everything we can possibly do to fuck this up. My God. Did what I, 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 maybe I looked away for a second. Was it his idea to call her or did she call him? Mm, I don't No, no. So she said, Violet starts out asking, well, you know, what does, or I, I can't remember who asked who, but they're like basically talking about in your culture. She, I think she says in my culture in Vietnam, it's a big deal. A family doesn't like you. So like, what's it like in America? I'm trying to learn about your cult, your culture. Like, what if your family doesn't like me? And, um, he's like, Oh, Hey, well, and she's like, I know I have a great relationship with your dad. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that what you think? Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's park that conversation for another episode because that needs yeah. to come out soon. And Riley even says, "Oh, I'm sorry. You did." He's like, he starts to talk about how you sent my dad some really weird texts and said some terrible shit about me. And she's like, "I thought we were having a nice night." He's like, "You're right. We're not going to argue." So let me call my friend so let's Tiffany. Argue. <laughs> yeah. Like he sets her up for this and she knows she turns to him. Tiffany is wearing sunglasses in this video chat. Like why? <laughs> he like throws the phone at her with Tiffany on speaker like, and here, goes to the bathroom. You talk while I take a big shit. It's so bad. And, and Violet knows exactly what he's setting her up for. He's like, really? Like, why are you doing this to me? She says, why are you doing this to me? She's not dumb. And I would store, I would be, I'm going to give Riley a little bit of benefit of the doubt on the timing here, because whenever someone sits down with like a friend or a family member or is on a FaceTime and they're like, I'll be right back. Like, you know, that's producer driven. That's true. I know. Like no, nobody fucking's like, here's my friend. Bye. I'm going to take a crap. And then they're gone for 40 minutes. That never (laughs) fucking happens. And so I'm willing to believe that the producers told him, okay, during this dinner, you got to call. What's her name? I know. I know that's true. I just, and I know they put Tiffany up to ask her this question. I just can't imagine talking to like my friend's significant other who I've never met. Yeah. And being like, why did you do this? And and Riley triples down on it. That's the worst part of the whole thing. I know. It's awful. He just got done saying, answer the question. Answer the question. What? Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, he just got done saying or agreeing to not argue and have a nice night. And if the producers force you to have this conversation, like try to play both sides a little bit more, dude. You know, try to come off like you're sympathetic to the person you're supposed to be in love with a little bit. Have they had any nights that were just fun? No, not at all. It's always ended like this. If you're trying to date somebody, don't you want to at least have like at least half the nights be just like pleasant or like anything about your relationship be pleasant? I will say if I was Riley, I really would want that question answered, though. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, just be like, oh, I forgot to delete my profile, whatever. But she was active. Well, I don't know. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's not a crazy question to ask. The timing is nuts. And also it's really aggressive and he's being a dick about this. I answered your questions. It's not a hard question to answer it, but I'd want to know too. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's just like, it's the way that he like interrogates her about it. Yeah. At a nice dinner. Like, and it looks yeah, like it gets even the, worse next episode. <laughs> yeah, it's the friend, too. Like, if you want to know, Riley, ask the fucking question. Right. Why do you have to be a, such a coward and hide behind someone to do your dirty work for you? Yeah, exactly. I don't like it at all. All right, Kyle, we've come to the time where we have to discuss our favorite people. I hate the this most so the much. most non-controversial couple this season where nothing weird happens at all. <laughs> the whole time I was watching this, I was like, I don't want to. Oh, no. She's really worried that she's going to come off to him as a Debbie Downer and no fun. And that's going to be even less attractive to him. So like she can't win. You know what I mean? And so I guess what I'm saying is, I I guess what I'm saying is the communication here has been, is, is not healthy. It's not, it's bad. So from Christian's perspective, he doesn't know how her autism affects her because I'm not sure she talks about it that much with him yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It, I am curious how much they've discussed this and all the time that they've been talking online and like, did he even make an effort to kind of google autism and read about it but there it, there are so many like no two it's autistic so people are the same exactly. yeah exactly so like who's, so. whose job is it to break down how these situations make her feel but i will say it does not seem like christian is really that interested in it either you know i he mean you can read shit. body language it's pretty clear what her body language is and he doesn't and seem he doesn't very interested her. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't seem very interested in what she wants. He's dragging her around all over the place. So I think he's worse here. But I can I can understand a little bit why he doesn't know how she's feeling because she doesn't express it either, except through body language, which he just completely ignores. Yeah, I mean, even when they're still at the apartment and he's and Cleo's like, well, what do you want to do today? And he's like, I don't really make plans. I just explore. She's like, okay, well, uh, I need a little bit of predictability. And like, but she doesn't say that to him. She says that in ITM. Yeah, I know. I know. And we don't really know what she says, right? Because everything's edited and we don't get the full story. But it seems like she doesn't speak up. And so... I, and I, I can forgive him for that so one, annoying, but yeah, I, I can forgive him for that one. But as the day goes on, this gets worse and worse. And she it, and says it, when they're at the first bar, she says, oh, it's so nice. It's just the two of us and we don't have a lot of it's not loud. It's quiet. We can talk. God. Oh, so. The first, yeah, like you said, like the first drink on the boat, you know, mostly fine, I guess. They kiss. And he's like, you want to go dancing and have karaoke? And she's like, honestly, no. (laughs) And then what his response is, well, I want to see you when you're fucking drunk. So let's go to the bar. Like, what? Uh, He wants her to let loose, Kyle. Get her buzzed. 
but that's and just not how it works for her. I mean, you, you just getting drunk. I would, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but it seems like getting drunk would just make all of these fears and anxieties worse for her. So much worse. Oh my God. Like yeah. seriously. It's not and an inhibition. He, it's not an autism remover. I feel like he wants her to get drunk because he is uncomfortable. I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I think it just I, seems like this yeah. dude and he's like, look, he's not attracted to her. He's not. Ugh, I and, think, and I think honestly, he's trying I, to, he's trying to give himself beer goggles too. Is he, is she attracted to him? It doesn't seem like there's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't tell from yeah, her end. I can't tell either. Cause she Cause said, he's, Oh, he's so out of my league. But I'm like, do you really think that what are you talking about? Yeah. And that's not true. Either. But, but at a certain point you have to think his super mixed signals and just completely ignoring her body language. And even in, in the case of going to the bar, her words, that, anxiety spiral that he's causing her can't lead her to continue to be attracted to him for much longer. You wouldn't think, Oh my God, Kyle, this plain story at the bar. (laughs) You were very affected by this. (laughs) I was like, let me get this straight. He is bragging about this. He's a drug on the floor. I I wrote down verbatim. I watched this like six times. So I've got a really crazy story for you. So like I definitely had a couple of drinks on the plane ride to London. I was like walking down the aisle and you know, everyone's kind of sleeping, but there's a seat next to this (laughs) gal who was sitting there. This blonde girl, right? She's looking at me. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm sorry. It's dark in here. You can't see. I'm stumbling around kind of <laughs> drunk right now. And she started talking to me and I kind of sat down and having a conversation with her friend. And, you know, they were like young girls, like maybe 21. I don't know. And, you know, then I asked the flight attendant for some drinks and she's like, I've heard about you. I'm cutting you off. You really fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Dude, the flesh. The flight attendant's like, get away from these girls. Cleo's reaction to this is like, I guess they maybe like complained or something. Like, yeah. Which, I feel right. Like yeah. Flight attendant, <laughs> this drunk old guy is trying to like assault me on a plane and everybody's asleep and it's dark. And there's it's, like, it's, this blonde girl could have been like 16. <laughs> it's so funny that Cleo sees nothing redeeming in this story at all. And she's just <laughs> like, uh, she's like, um, well, yeah, I probably would have freaked out about it too. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, just a friendly guy. Like what? No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't even say, yeah, that's crazy or, or anything like that. Just like a non-committal anything. Nothing. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, Cleo's so weirded out that I'm making friends with 21-year-olds on planes. And I think Cleo totally calls this. She's like, I would be scared in that situation if I were those girls. And he's like, no, no. Like, oh, does it bother you? I was making friends. And she's like, yeah, kind of like would weird me out if we were on a flight together and you were like drunk and talking to some random girl on the back of the plane. But I would never do that, which is if I was with you. Well, that's what he meant to like 
but what difference I mean, it, in her, in Cleo's mind, it's like, what difference does it make if I was there or not? You're still hitting on random, like, young chicks on a plane, trying to get them drunk like you're trying to get me drunk. And then add insult to injury. Then he's like, oh, that makes you uncomfortable. Cool. Hey, group of 12 young women right, right next to me at the bar. What's your names? I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> I'm like, and that's, I want to. See, that's what that's what makes the plane story a a hundred times worse to me. It's not the story in of itself, which is like really strange, but it didn't. First of all, it didn't shock me at all coming from him. But it's like, I mean, I. I've told weird stories on this podcast about talking to strangers and bizarre conversations that happen like in Costa Rica, for example, a long time ago, (laughs) we should never speak of it again. But, um, so I don't have a problem just engaging strangers, going to the bar, hanging out, even with them with friends, like it happens, but I find it really strange to both on the plane and at this restaurant invite myself into the conversation in a kind of like permanent way. You know what yes. I mean? He, he kind of invite, like they are at, they're celebrating this girl's birthday at this bar. And when he motions for Cleo to join him, that is like a tacit, like, okay, we are part of your circle now. And I have invited myself to celebrate your birthday. Like I would never do that. You have to be invited into a circle of other people. And that's, that's just like crossing a line. And so when, but my original point was the plane story is really worse because her response to that is, wow, that makes me really uncomfortable. And so what does he do? He does the same thing, but in front of her, which is what he just said he would never do. Yep. And he says, come closer, Cleo. And she says, no, it's too many people. I think I have to leave. To his credit, like, they do leave right away. He's not like, come on. But she's, like, super in her head now thinking, well, he's really social. And this isn't, he's not going to be down with this. He's not going to change. This is a, this is a, this is like a serious, deep compatibility problem. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on your long summer walks in your neighborhood, cooking or cleaning your house? Do you hate ads and you really can't skip through them because you're listening to this podcast when you're cleaning your house or cooking and you don't want to get spaghetti sauce on your phone? That's at least my deal. If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed either on Patreon or with our 30-second super easy sign-up on Supercast. It's only 5 bucks a month. It's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, usually one and a half hours to two hours long, no ads, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Wednesday, where we discuss more 90-day gossip and any other 90-day shows that are currently airing. Right now, that's Love in Paradise. And coming soon, we have another season of The Other Way, and we have 
have 90 Day UK Season 2, and we are so excited for both. You'll get full access also to our full, complete archive of podcasts. What are you waiting for? Treat yourself. I mean, it's less than a cup of coffee. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. Kyle, what are your final thoughts about the episode? Please do tell. It was a good episode. It was enraging. Yeah. But um, best part by far was Nicola in the club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems like that's going to result in zero self-reflection about yes. um, anything, really. So that's, that's, always, that's always what we like to see on 90 Day. You know, no growth at all. No, it's not yeah. what we expect. We so really we don't like that. to be surprised. Yeah. 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 I thought this was a great episode. I had a lot, even like, I know the Statler scenes were kind of dragged out a little bit. Like you said, like seven minutes of plane and cab pooping. and pooping. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but I, I don't know. I It's when Amanda and Razvin are on that I just get so bored. So the fact right. they haven't been around in a couple weeks is is good in my opinion. I'm scared for Christian to go home on the plane and for all young women on that flight with him. <laughs> Steer clear. Act like you're asleep. If you're awake, he's going to get you. He's going to come try and talk to you and get you a drink you don't want. So That's poor flight dark. <laughs> poor flight attendants, man. Yeah. Just like, doing the Lord's work, keeping keeping everyone safe, you know. Yeah, I tell you. Um Violet I hope you find something better, you know? It's not great. Although, to your point, look, it is probably a valid never, question. Look, she, <laughs> she never, never deleted answered. the app. It's going to be a soft <laughs> landing. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. This was super fun. We will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>